Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Of over 250,000, these were the first dreamers, innovators, builders, and inventors that defined San Francisco. The San Francisco Historical Society exists to uncover, preserve, and present in engaging ways the colorful and diverse history of our city from its earliest days to the present. As a member, you'll receive The Argonaut, an award-winning publication that has provided in-depth historical accounts for over 30 years. And The Panorama, a quarterly newsletter covering ongoing activities and historical presentations. Go to sfhistory.org and discover the San Francisco Historical Society, giving our history a great future. Become a member today. Hi, it's Kim Wonderly. You know the new car allowance rebate system? It's also known as the Cash for Clunker program. Well, it's now in effect. And that means you may be eligible to trade in your clunker and get as much as $4,500 credit toward a new car. So how can you get cash for your clunker? It's simple. Go to cars.gov or kcbs.com, keyword clunker. Look for our special list of Bay Area dealers approved to offer you the clunker rebate. On Fox Sports Radio. It's amazing. Amazing. The things that we do for you on a daily. Let's go, walk, walk. From the mornings. It's two pros and a cup of joe. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. To the late nights. They call me Moneyball Mallard. I'm in a different part of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. We never stop. They know. They can't stop it. We're always on. We do this on a daily basis. And this amazing content is all for you on Fox Sports Radio. Mornings on FS1. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp go head-to-head on the day's hottest sports topics. Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Weekdays at 9.30 Eastern on FS1 and the Fox Sports app. Smashing pumpkins, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, references uh, you don't get until uh, we go to break. Uh, it's a really good song, yeah. though. It is a good song. Yeah. It's just not a good way when you're upset to uh, show your frustration. Oh, Copious uh, research done. Copious. Uh, <laughs> by Brady Quinn. You're unbelievable. 
Uh, all right. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up top of next hour, uh, somebody uh, is going to get uh, – they're going to defend a star in the NFL. They're going to defend this star in the NFL. And there's a lot of people that don't want to defend him. Uh, we will have that for you here uh, top of next hour on FSR. Now, we do have some uh, a little bit of controversy, um, and LeVar was all over this. Like, he really, really cares a lot about the prop bet monster. I mean, he, he can't get enough. Oh, I, I think I know where this is. Of the, uh, of I the do too. Monster. I I, um, I know where this is going because it, it. I saw it. and I was like, well, that's that's going to be a problem tomorrow. Okay, that's well, because be look, uh, one of the uh, one of the bets from last night was Kyle Shanahan's flat bill hat color, exactly. and uh, there were three options: red, black, and white. And uh, Lavar made sure to point out that uh, well, none of those counted because he was wearing camouflage. Yeah, that's but correct. Well, the I bill was camouflage. Yeah, the rest the top was, of the hat was the rest black. was black. So I mean, you know, what what are we what are we doing here? Lamar? Didn't we disagree on another one? Hold though? on yeah. now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what I mean, hold on. Y'all like you know anything about of, hats? Y'all said the bill of the hat. You said the bill of the hat in the bet. No, I question. said uh, no, the style no, no. of hat is a flat bill hat. It's a flat Cause, bill because you said was it going to be a visor? Was it going no, to no, be no. a regular hat? No, that was a, that was and what was going okay, to be on, the color of the bill? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What was going we to be had the color another of the bill? bet that we disagreed on, did we not? Uh, yeah, you sure did. Uh, you okay, so what was one? that? Who has more catches in the game, Cooper Cup or the field? And, That's uh, an easy one. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. a double up. Yeah, that was the double up joint. Well, yeah, Brady tried to try to uh, get some yeah, uh, wild to, card double points. Up. Yeah, no, he did not. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it does. Uh, it comes down you to know, that. I'm that not going to argue the uh, details what? of. Uh, it's fine if if you guys want to go with the black part of the hat, then go with the black part of the hat. I thought it was a bill. We said, I guess here, "What will the color of the the hat be?" The bill of the hat. That's what I thought that you said. But oh, okay. so he, here's the only thing I'd ask to like clarify. And honestly, if you want to throw it out, and if you want to give it to Lavar, perfect. No. Fine no, with that. no, I'm okay. But I want to ask this question. If you were to describe that hat to someone, what color hat would you tell them he was wearing? You'd say he was wearing a camouflage hat. Oof. But it wasn't camouflage. Because then you'd be looking for a hat that was entirely camouflaged. You'd probably say he's wearing a black hat, but it has the bill as camouflage. See, or I, you I, could I, say he's wearing a camouflage hat with with a camouflage exactly. bill. I, I see, but, I, not, but but then you you be like, I, I, so I hunt, right? Yep. And if you told me something was camo, I'd say, all right, it's camo. Mm-hmm. That would not be what I consider a camo hat or camo anything. But it has if it's camo, camo it's camo. There. Yeah, but it's got to be all camo. Like like I'll put it this way: you ever been in a blind? You ever been out hunting? If you're either in camo or you're not, you're either camouflaged or you're not. So that that's the only reason why I say it's you can't technically call it camo because it's not. Uh, okay, mm. we need to go. Uh, Eddie Garcia, uh, <laughs> we need yeah, to right, go because this is well. Here's because he is a hack guy. Uh, Eddie is a hack guy. I know you're not Lavar, neither are you Brady, but uh, Eddie is a hack guy. Uh, I wear and- I wear fedoras. <laughs> okay, I, I wear hat hats. That, like oh, that's where you were taking hats okay um, I, I wear hats eddie when when kyle shanahan is wearing a camouflage bill and but the rest of the hat is black um do you refer to that as a camouflage hat or a black hat Good i talk. i would probably have to refer to it as a black hat wow mm. how about that lavar well, How then the camo that? doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Roberto? How does the camo not matter? <laughs> Roberto, Roberto. How does the camo not well, matter? It's, it's I guess, more, I guess, more okay. black than camo. Yeah. The The other question is, if it was a red portion of the hat, 
I would be conceding this because I'd say, well, it was a red hat with a camouflage bill. But like, it's not even like it's not even debatable for what you picked. You know, well, listen. I mean, uh, you know, because Lamar picked red. If he had black. a visor on, wasn't it a visor? Or no, you said what color? What color hat is he going to have yeah. on? If yeah. he has a hat, because we didn't even know if he was going to have a hat on. Well, he only gave a hat as an option. Yeah, that was yeah. the only option. I mean, I could care less. Well, man. Like, y'all can have it. Like, whatever. You know, now I know what, what mixed race kids go through. Like, like okay. Oh, now, now I know. Now I get it. Now, yeah, now, right. I, now I get it. If it's, it if it's not all apple. the way, it's not all the way. Oh, oh, so that gosh, camouflage man. is not enough for it to be considered camouflage <laughs> okay. mix. In there. It can't be a black and camouflage mix oh, hat. Man. It has to be one or the other. I, I just now I realize is, how this all works. Uh, no part of the hat was that. the color you picked. I don't know why you're getting so frustrated by it. Uh, I'm not, like, yeah. no part of the hat was that color. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, uh, Roberto, uh, you have any thoughts well, on that this? Is very uh, black straight. hat, black, black hat, black hat. <laughs> Berto yeah. always goes with what Brady says. Okay, I don't go with take what Berto says. I never go with what Anything is going to be agreement with Brady. I'm not I'm not taking Berto on that. Lee is always with Jonas, so we Lee, Lee always picks black. It's, go ahead, Lee. It's a black oh. hat. There we go. There we go. He does. He's always going to go with that. Screw all of you. Yeah. Can you believe that? Screw the you. Hell is I mean, I understand the controversy behind it. I just think if, like, if it's any of those options. If you had to check a box off, black hat, black hat mixed, <laughs> black hat European, <laughs> black hat American, or other, which one are you hitting? All right, that's all I'm saying. But now so y'all basically, y'all basically, made, y'all basically made like, the bill a non-factor to the hat, but, and that's racist. But you guys are y'all are being hat racist right now, <laughs> just, and I, I'm oh, here to man. let you know, hat racist. Oh, oh that's well, uh, hey, but I, know just I didn't all, choose camouflage either. You, you sound so, like the woke media right yeah, now. I sound I am all the way woke. <laughs> I want you guys hey. to know how woke I am. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> right. um, it, it doesn't matter because LeVar did win this week. So, uh, yeah, he won yeah, anyway. so, so, yeah, I, I don't even want to win your prop bet. Are you saying he won because he won Thursday night and we pushed this one? Yeah, he won Thursday night. That's what I was going to say. Last night. Whatever. It didn't matter for the week, LeVar, yeah, regardless of You won, LeVar. We're whatever. all tied up. We're all tied well, up. I, I am stuck tied. on the racism that My I, God. <laughs> I want all of cancel culture to make sure that they pay attention to the fact that these guys singled out I mean, that black hat <laughs> and did not get the camo. It's just due. If you recently tested positive for COVID-19, you have a unique opportunity to join the nation's fight to stop the virus. Visit combatcovid.hhs.gov to learn more about what you can do, including the opportunity to participate in a clinical trial. You can help healthcare providers take the fight to the virus. Clinical trials discover new treatments when people participate. For information about clinical trials near you, visit combatcovid.hhs.gov. Napa know-how. 
Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $19.99. It's the hottest deal of the year for the coldest time of the year. So if you're in your car right now, there's no need to turn on the heat. I'm about to read this sizzler again. That's Napa Full Synthetic for a hot $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations, does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends 12-31-12. Your life. Your hopes. Your passions. These things are none of our business. Your baby monitor research. If you're using too much diaper cream. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m. That's really none of our business. Because your life is private. And unlike other tech companies, we think your internet should be too. Aw, how old are they? Uh, That's none of our business either. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy. Simplified. All season, you can follow your favorite team, no matter where you are, on Odyssey, your audio home for football. Odyssey brings you local sports talk across the NFL's biggest markets. Get Monday morning reactions and exclusive interviews with football pros like Patrick Mahomes, Matt Jones, and more. Even check out what your rivals are up to with local coverage and fan reactions from their stations. Plus, podcasts for your team. We've got you covered from all angles. Stay in touch with the heartbeat of your team, even when you're thousands of miles away. Download the Odyssey app today to get started. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. In 1848, James Marshall discovered gold at Sutter's Mill. And in three years, a multicultural migration grew a sleepy trading post of 800 to a city of over 250,000. These were the first dreamers, innovators, builders, and inventors that defined San Francisco. The San Francisco Historical Society exists to uncover, preserve, and present in engaging ways the colorful and diverse history of our city from its earliest days to the present. As a member, you'll receive The Argonaut, an award-winning publication that has provided in-depth historical accounts for over 30 years. And The Panorama, a quarterly newsletter covering ongoing activities and historical presentations. Go to sfhistory.org and discover the San Francisco Historical Society, giving our history a great future. Become a member today. I expect it to be a lot easier. I didn't know what step to take next. I was transitioning from the military. I was a vehicle gunner. An avionics specialist. I missed my unit, my family. Playing with my daughter, I felt like a stranger. I didn't have a clear sense of what to do next. And then I thought, if I'm going through this, other veterans have gone through it too, right? So I reached out, and I saw that I wasn't alone. 
go to maketheconnection.net to learn how other veterans have overcome the challenges of transitioning out of the military. In 1848, James Marshall discovered gold at Sutter's Mill. And in three years, a multicultural migration grew a sleepy trading post of 800 to a city of over 250,000. These were the first dreamers, innovators, builders, and inventors that defined San Francisco. The city's great history is kept alive by the San Francisco Historical Society, giving our history a great future. Become a member today. You're listening to KGMZ-FM and HD1 San Francisco on Odyssey Station. Presented by DuckDuckGo. Privacy Simplified. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Yes, sir! Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. This is the pregame show, and hopefully... You enjoyed Monday Night Football, and I'm sure you did if you're a 49er fan. But they're going on fourth and five from the L.A. 40. Garoppolo got it across, and it's Samuel breaking away. Touchdown, 49ers. And Garoppolo doesn't care what the analytics community says now. Yeah, I don't really get that joke from Steve Levy there from ESPN because I don't think the analytics community would be against that. However, what a game by the San Francisco 49ers, 31-10. to And I don't know, it, I, the, the new thing now, the cliche is, well, if you had this on your bingo card, then good, more power to you. I don't know if you had this on your bingo card, But I did not expect that the winning team would run the ball more than the point total. (laughs) The point total was 41. And the Niners ran the ball a total of 44 times overall. But it wasn't just with Elijah Mitchell who took a bulk of the carries. But it was Debo Samuel. It was Jeff Wilson. Now, I played that Debo Samuel touchdown because that was really... Uh, the dagger that sealed everything, right? Because in the second half, it was punt, punt, field goal, punt, punt, punt. Then it ended up being that touchdown on the uh, on the fourth and six. And we'll get to that later on. But really where the tone was set was at the beginning of the game because they start out, the Rams start out for one thing, fooling you, fooling everybody, and thinking that, oh, Our first pass play is going to be to Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, we're going to see a lot of Odell tonight. Well, that would only be one of his three targets, and he only had two receptions for 18 yards on the day. So that first drive, that was really it for Odell Beckham there. But that pass that was intended for Odell Beckham on the second and eight that Jimmy Ward intercepted, I don't know what the hell Matthew Stafford was trying to do there, but he just aired it out, and it was super inaccurate. So that was the first drive of the game. And then the 49ers respond with an 18-play, 93-yard drive 
that resulted in 11 minutes taken off the clock. And if you were watching the Manning catch, which you probably were because you're a 49er fan, and if you're a fan of the team, you're not watching the Manning cast. It could be pretty distracting. But if you're watching the Manning cast, they're thinking, well, how the hell are we supposed to get Al Michaels on? We're supposed to have him in the back half of this first quarter. But that touchdown drive, I just want to look at the first three plays for a second. The first three plays of that touchdown drive go as follows. First and ten on their own seven. Elijah Mitchell, four yards. Then we go to second and six on the 11. Debo Samuel, to the right for seven yards, running the football. Then they're at first and ten on their own 18. Jeff Wilson, to the left for five yards. And then so on and so forth. They keep on going from there. Three more third down conversions later. And they'd eventually score a touchdown on that really nice throw by Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll get to Jimmy Garoppolo's game in just a second. But that opening drive for the 49ers, those those first two possessions, both on defense and on offense, they set the tone for the entire game. And I thought Kyle Shanahan was... Very intricate in his play calling. It it kept them on their toes. And it seemed like the Rams were totally off balance the entire time. Didn't know which way Kyle Shanahan was going to go. And we always pay attention to Raheem Mostert. Because 2019 is what we talk about, right? Whenever the team runs the ball that much, that's when we go back to the 2019 season where they were running the ball what felt like 30 times a game. And we always go back to Raheem Mostert because he was the headliner of that Packers NFC Championship. But what got the 49ers to be one of the best running teams in football in 2019 was due to their running back by committee and the opposing defenses not knowing what was coming to them. And that's what you had last night, I thought, uh, with the 49ers, especially after that first drive. And then Jimmy Ward would follow it up with a pick six, already intercepting a football for the first time since, what, 2016? And then he goes in and takes in a pick six. I mean, have yourself a day, Jimmy Ward. Patroller is dropping, and it's intercepted as Jimmy Ward again. Ward stays on his feet, end zone, touchdown. Now, of course, again, credit to ESPN, that should have been caught. Uh, besides, you know, the touchdown that he had, Tyler Higby had a terrible game. The Rams looked all out of sorts. It wasn't like, and, and, and that's what I'm looking at from this football game, it wasn't like you played the best version of the Rams. The, the 49ers were playing, were the best version of themselves on that Monday night. And the best version of themselves, turns out that they could be pretty good. It's not to say the same for these other teams. The other teams, sometimes they're outliers, but you feel like this can actually be something that they could build on. But, the, the I mean, that, that pick six there, it just goes to show that the Rams just didn't have it. And they just, they looked out of sorts the entire night. You're watching two completely different teams. But that pick six would make it 14 to nothing. Then the Rams would answer back with a touchdown drive of their own to make it 14 to seven. But that would be the only touchdown they would score for the rest of the game. They weren't able to to run the football like the 49ers were. Um, I thought the run game, at least the, the linebackers, were keep, help keep, helping keep the run game in check. And when Jimmy Ward got those two picks and eventually the pick six to make it 14 to nothing, that's where the Rams felt like they had to 
try and pass the football so that they could come back. But really, it wasn't so much what the defensive line did. Uh, they weren't amazing, although Nick Bosa ended up having that sack in the fourth quarter, and really that's when they started getting to him. But in that first half, really it was just the Rams kicking themselves in the foot. But even after they'd score a touchdown, this was one of the biggest drives, if not the biggest drive of the game. But it's when the 49ers went 91 yards on 11 plays, took another 8 minutes off of the clock, and then would make it 21-7 to thanks to a rush by Debo Samuel. And the third down conversions is what did it for the 49ers. Overall on third down, they were 8 of 14. And a majority of those were in their touchdown drives. But a lot of that has to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo, despite the stats... You know, you're seeing 15 of 19 for 182 yards and a couple of touchdowns. You'd look at those stats and you'd look at the charts on next-gen stats and you'd see that all of his throws, a majority of his completions, were on short yardage routes thrown in the middle of the field. But if you watch that game at all, and if you watch any of those highlights, the windows, the tight windows in which he managed to complete those passes... I thought it was very impressive yesterday, the way that he was controlling the offense. You know, it's 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 not easy as a quarterback when you got a, a head coach who's rotating three different running backs in at the same time. There's a lot that you got to calculate for, and he was helping that, but also just the throws that he was making on third down. It felt like there was no completion that he would miss. It, I mean, he started off after those first couple of touchdowns like 8 for 8 for 89 yards. He was he was fantastic last night, despite what the stats say. And I think the 49ers now, if there's any big picture talk, because one thing I do know about the NFL, it's that we are uncertain about everything. I don't know which teams are good. You know, I I do think that the 49ers, if they could squeak their way into a wild card spot, that'd be one of those teams that you just wouldn't want to face in the playoffs, especially in the first round, because it could just end up in an upset. I do believe that, but I also don't know how the rest of the season is going to go. I don't know that, but at the very least, at the very least, what this is turning into is that... You're creating this culture of winning. You got the fan base who's officially backing the head coach. And then when it comes to your starting quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, if he continues to perform like this, where he shows the capability of being a starting quarterback, but also having those limitations, right? Because he was just hitting crossing routes. Like if you try to throw outside the numbers at all, it's just not going to work with Garoppolo. If you try to throw deep with him, the one time that he tried to throw the ball further than 20 yards, it was damn near intercepted. The guy was sticking on him, but Garoppolo has shown that he's capable at least of helping you win games in this league. I don't know if there's any team that's better at keeping a two-score lead than the 49ers. It's not an easy thing to do. It's actually kind of an underrated aspect of that team was that that whenever they'd get up big, whenever they'd get up by a score or two and then they'd get a stop on defense, the way that the 49ers are able to run the ball and then convert on third down, I don't know what it is with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, but they do such a good job of 
maintaining that lead and not letting the other team come back while also playing some good defense uh, on the other end. Now, granted, I mean, how many third down drops were there for the Rams? There were there were quite a lot. You weren't seeing the Rams play their best football, and maybe the 49ers had something to do with that. But I do know that out of the 3-for-10 that they were on that third down, uh, at least three of those were drops and 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 plays where uh, certain guys were left open and the Rams were hurting themselves with penalties and everything. So they didn't play their best brand of football. But man, what you saw from the 49ers there, rushing the ball for 44 times and then also getting it done in the first half and really setting the tone, that was ultimately what did it. But... Then we go back to that fourth down play where you go to the second half and you start off punt, punt, then the 49ers go 10 plays for 31 yards, which is uh, very typical because sometimes that happens when you get penalties, but they end up getting the field goal there, making it 24-7. to Then it's punt, punt, punt. But then the 49ers, when they are, when they just got the stop, by the way, when they just got the stop on, uh, on the, on the Rams and you are at what? Your own 44 there because you ended up getting the stop at, uh, early, uh, deep in the Rams territory. You start off on your 44. Then you run the ball with Elijah Mitchell. That's all you're doing. You're just trying to burn the clock out. Then there ends up being a false start on what seemed like weird communication with the play. You, If you were listening to the broadcast, you saw that someone moved too early and it ended up being Jeff Wilson who got called for the f- false start. Then you go second and 13, and, uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo throws it to Debo Samuel for seven yards. Then you got a third and six. Then they try to run the ball on third and six for no gain. Then you get to fourth down, and they call a timeout, but you were hope you were thinking that, oh, okay, they're going to try and get him to jump off sides here, maybe get the ball back five yards, get called for a delay of game penalty, whatever, um, and, and give them room to punt the ball. But instead, on fourth and six, Jimmy Garoppolo said after the game, he looked to the sideline, and he could see Kyle Shanahan looking at his play sheet, and then he draws up this play. But they're going on fourth and five from the L.A. 40. Garoppolo got it across, and it's Samuel breaking away. Touchdown, 49ers. And Garoppolo doesn't care what the analytics community says now. <laughs> Credit to ESPN, but that was the play right there because then it would end up being 31-7, to and... The Rams couldn't do anything after that. The Rams couldn't do anything. They they were they were lost. They kept on getting penalties called on them, drop passes, all of it. But that play to Debo Samuel right there was the nail in the coffin. And Debo was just fantastic yesterday. I mean, the amount of options that you have to go through on third down, while also adding in five carries on the day for Debo. Uh, the options now with this team, when they're healthy and when the offensive line is doing their part, they weren't amazing yesterday, but they were getting it done in the run game. Everything came together last night for a great win. So 888-957-9570 is the text line and the phone number. I want to know from you, how are you feeling right now about this season? Are you at the point where you're just thinking, look, it's one game, They've shown they can do it, but I'm not forgetting about last week against the Cardinals when they played their worst game of the year. 
I'm not forgetting about that, so I still have to wait and see. Or are you way more optimistic now based off of that win that they could keep doing this moving forward? 888-957-9570, that's the text line and the phone number. We'll continue to talk about this game, and we'll get to some stuff that Jimmy Ward had to say on the other side because Jimmy Ward's actually a very fun interview. And then we'll also get to Shanahan and the 44 rushing, uh, the 44 carries. Kyle Shanahan wanted that. We'll explain that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. In the time before AT&T Fiber Internet. Shame! 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 What did you do, love? I ran out of internet data. And they're making you shame walk. No, it's just how I feel. Shame! Shame! In the time after AT&T Fiber Internet. Nice to have unlimited internet data, right? Right. The dawn of a better internet era with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Check eligibility at att.com slash fiber. Restrictions apply. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Fisher is different? How? Don't you just ride the wave? Nope. We actively manage client portfolios based on our forward-looking views of the market. In times like these, we understand that clients want proactive communication and guidance. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We get to know our clients so we can tailor their portfolios to their specific goals and needs. We even offer resources on Social Security, Medicare, tax efficiency, and more. Our primary goal is to help them achieve a comfortable retirement. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions, right? No, we don't sell commission products. Fisher Investments is a fiduciary, the highest standard for a financial advisor. It means we're there for our clients and always put their interests first. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep. Our fees are transparent, structured so we do better when our clients do better. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you are switching to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. Street Strider, the world's first two-in-one indoor and outdoor elliptical, will change the way you exercise forever. You get the combined benefits of jogging, skiing, and cycling, but without the physical stress on your joints and body. Take the Street Strider outdoors for a fun, full-body workout. And when the weather is bad outside, simply attach it to the indoor trainer stand for a stationary workout in your own home. Order online at streetstrider.com. We ship to your front door. Go online now. That's streetstrider.com. Get a cash offer for your car, truck, or SUV today at your local Bay Area Chevy dealers. Selling has never been easier. Just bring it into a Bay Area Chevy dealer, get a free appraisal, and we'll make you a cash offer on the spot with no obligation to buy. We buy any maker model, paid off or not. Find your local Chevy dealer at Bay Area Chevrolet dealers.com tired of turkey now's the time to plan your thanksgiving dinner with help from alexander steakhouse how about a roasted prime rib dinner with all the fixins from alexander steakhouse or the sea in palo alto additional holiday offerings such as pies and artisanal holiday treats are also available from alexander's patisserie enjoy the bay area's premier dining destinations in the comfort of your home these sell out every year so order now at alexandersteakhouse.com or the cusa.com now booking holiday parties too. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience. Find games, commentary, news, and highlights all in one place. Use the voice remote to get instant access to stats and scores. Just say, show me NASCAR or football scores. Plus, get notifications with breaking news alerts and more. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for details. Restrictions apply requires Xfinity TV service with X1. 
Now at Big O Tires, from November 15th through December 5th, get $140 in instant savings when you buy select Michelin tires with installation purchase. Available in-store at participating Big O Tires. See redemption form for complete details. Void where prohibited. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. And that was the George Kittle touchdown following the Jimmy Ward interception that would make the game 7 to nothing, and then Jimmy Ward would follow up with the pick six to make it 14 to nothing. But just good to have George Kittle back in there. I haven't even really talked about the offensive line so much, but a big thing uh, that made it work was Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle and their approach in the run game. Motioning pre-snap, going across the line of scrimmage, fooling the defense, not having them know where to go. And then also, George Kittle, still a reliable target on third down. And finally, Seems like he's a reliable target in the red zone. That was the knock on him prior to this season was the lack of red zone targets. That's why uh, people wanted Julio Jones on the team, and rightfully so. But um, so far, a couple of red zone trips, a couple of red zone TDs for George Kittle ever since coming back from that injury. So uh, good on him. But... I mean, that offense, though, I, I'm not going to focus so much on the defense this uh, uh, this show because the defense, I thought, was given a, a quite a few breaks from just the Rams kicking themselves. I thought the uh, that some of the penalties were uncalled for. Um, I thought that there were some drop passes when, if they completed those, it could have changed into an entirely different game. And that's not to say, you know, Aziz Al-Shair didn't have a good game. It's not to say Jimmy Ward didn't set the tone for the entire game. Uh, Nick Bosa just making his presence felt, already having eight sacks on the year when he had nine his rookie season. He'll definitely surpass that total this year. It's, it's not to dilute any of what they did. But the offense, to me, was the story because they were just clicking on all cylinders. And when you run the ball 44 times, ESPN posted this photo after the game. And let me pull it up. This graphic here was on SVP. Yeah. The design run call percentage on this game, 68% of the play calls were design run calls. That's the highest rate by the 49ers in a game in the last 20 seasons. 
in the last 20 seasons, they ran the ball just as much as any team had in the past 20 seasons. Is that sustainable for the rest of the year? Because I did ask you at 888-957-9570, how are you feeling right now? Is it just a one-off? Are you not going to take this too seriously? Are you going to use the week-by-week cliche, it's a week-to-week league, they could look like a completely different team against the Jaguars, or if they created this identity for themselves in which this is going to be who they are for the rest of the season moving forward. Um, but I, when I see the numbers like that, I don't know how sustainable that is. However, I do know, I do know one thing that's sustainable, and that is simply getting the ball into Debo Samuel's hands and letting him work. This is from ESPN Stats and Info. Debo Samuel this year so far has a not, has 979 receiving yards. That's the second most by any player through 9 games in 49ers history. Jerry Rice is the only player to have a better nine games of 49ers history. He had 1,006 receiving yards. So Debo Samuel, only, what, 27 shy of that? He also has 517 yards after the catch, the most by any player through nine games since 2012. Player who did that? Percy Harvin. (laughs) So Debo Samuel, as long as you get the ball to him, Good things are going to happen, and and I don't know why we didn't give him as much respect as, as as we clearly didn't give him prior to this season. All the focus was on Ayuk, and maybe Debo heard that. You know, maybe he thought, I'm the number one guy. Why is everyone already putting this rookie ahead of me, already saying that he can do things that I can't do? No, I could do... I could do some different things in him and also impact the game in different ways. So I'm going to do that this year. Debo seems to be on a mission, and it was cool seeing him after the game. You know, holding, or at least in the fourth quarter after that touchdown, holding his chain and, uh, you know, that, that big ass chain with the gold 49er helmet on it. It was super clean. But Debo was just an absolute stud last night, and he's partially the reason why they won that football game. And it feels like anytime the 49ers get a win, granted, they haven't really been. Uh, against good teams this season. This was their best win by far. But Debo Samuel is always at the uh, at the top of the totem pole or whatever. I think top of the totem pole is the right analogy to use. Whenever we're talking about uh, the reasons why the 49ers ended up winning the game, Debo Samuel is right up there. And he had the five receptions for the 97 yards, caught all five targets, and he had the five carries for 36 yards and that touchdown. And that touchdown. And you know what? That that's that's the key for me going forward. You know, do I still I mean the bigger picture, the big picture talk, I don't know how much of that I really want to do today because I, I just I'm I'm seeing here at the text line at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I'm seeing four oh eight pump the brakes of forty ers need to prove their consistency. From the 408, why do I feel like next week the Jags, it's gonna be close, but I could see the stadium filled with red. From the 510, yeah, Debo was hurt last year. You are correct there. From the 510, hate to say that Shanahan has McVay's number, but Jacksonville is a way more physical team. So y'all be back on the other side again and be complaining again. And I imagine when you say y'all, so you're not a, a, a 49er person. And that's totally fine. I'm not a 49er fan either. I'm just talking about what I see on the field here. Uh, from the 415, I think the jury is still out because eventually other teams will make adjustments to the sort screens and run game and put the onus on Jimmy. And that's where the jury is still out. Can he take over a game and win by passing the ball downfield consistent, consistently? Excuse me. I 
See, now, the uncertainty there with all of it in the NFL, that's why I'm hesitant to make any sort of judgments on what's to happen. Oh, yeah, this is the playoff team. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to make the playoffs now, no doubt, because anything can happen. I mean, these first... These first 10 weeks of the season have been so damn stressful. And last week, it just makes you think, okay, you don't really know. Uh, you don't know a single thing. Like, week 9 makes you feel like that. And then, you you know, you go to week 10, and teams have bounce-back games like this. And I, and I wonder what's going to be the strategy next week, because the Rams, they didn't expect Debo Samuel at all. I don't know how ready they were for Jeff Wilson. And what I'm really ready for next week against Jacksonville is the Jeff Wilson red zone touchdown game. Because that happens once a season, right? Where Jeff Wilson's going to go in for two or three touchdowns from the red zone. I expect that to happen in Jacksonville next week. But at least this game on Sunday night showed that the 49ers aren't out of it. And Kyle Shanahan could still keep up with his head coaches. Because... Sean McVay is always the comparison, right? How much, I mean, it's always Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. Well, when they're going head-to-head, Sean McVay has yet to beat Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> so so uh, how many, how much can we really draw from this game as far as the bigger picture goes? I don't know, but they at least showed that they can be that 49ers team that everyone was expecting going into the season, which is a team that's going to contend for the playoffs. Uh, speaking of that number, 44 carries, 156 yards total. Kyle Shanahan spoke after the game because he had said to the team that he wants to run the ball 40 times. That's the magic number for this game. And here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say after the game about it. Really just get our minds that way. Um, you know, I do say that sometimes, but I always say 30. But I said 40 today because... 40 entails the whole team and um, the defense has to play that way the OS to play that way the special teams have to play that way and you have to do good on third down um, you got to get turnovers and you can't turn it back so you steal some possessions that allows you to do it um, and it was just really cool that um, the whole team played a way that you could dictate it that way you just haven't seen the team play with the two score lead that much this year you haven't Normally, you know, the opening drives, they're, they're kind of wishy-washy. Sometimes there's more left to be desired. But you haven't seen the 49ers play with the lead so much this year. And when they get up two scores in the way that they did, while also capitalizing on the Rams' mistakes, I mean, you're at the point where you're running so many different plays that Jalen Ramsey's on the sideline yelling at his defensive coordinator because clearly the defensive coordinator for the Rams was not prepared or whoever that was whoever that coach was on the sideline that he was yelling at he was clearly not prepared for what the 49ers were throwing at him whatever they went whatever they talked about when that whenever they watched the film and whenever the coaches were saying here's what you got to watch out for here's where the 49ers strengths are this is what you got to do They clearly weren't prepared for that. And that's what Jalen Ramsey and his little tantrum on the sideline showed me. And he's going to do that every now and then when he gets frustrated. But that's what the 49ers do when they're up big. They are unpredictable. And I thought that was the key last night. And then Garoppolo just being super accurate on third down. Just a great win overall. And to do it at Levi Stadium 
after that embarrassment with the Cardinals game. I'd never seen 49ers Twitter go off the way that it did when the 49ers are just down 7 to nothing to the Colt McCoy-led Cardinals. I've never seen 49ers Twitter react that way. Season's over. Kyle Shanahan's done all this sort of stuff. Then you come back this next week. It just proves we really don't know anything. <laughs> that's that's what the NFL season continues to prove year after year after year. Everyone always said everyone always says, "Man, is this year crazier than the others?" No. This happens every single season. Every single season where we just don't know who's good except for maybe one or two teams and maybe that uncertainty should give you some hope going into the season um, in the future here because as their schedule follows, you are going to be looking at the Jags uh, in Jacksonville. Then you're back at home to face the Minnesota Vikings. Then you're in Seattle to face the Seahawks, in Cincinnati to face the Bengals, and that's the uh, and that's a big one for me because you're going to be traveling all over there. Then you're back home against Atlanta. Then you're in Tennessee for the Titans. You're back at home against the Texans. And I really think, and this is just me being a a cliche sports guy, but I think that the 49ers season is going to come down to that last game in L.A. It only feels right. When they had their best game of the year at home against the Rams, their last game of the season in L.A. against the Rams, I feel like the stakes are going to be incredibly high at that point because the NFC is going to be completely jumbled. All of a sudden, the Buccaneers are going to fall off. The Cowboys are going to be the best team in the NFC, and everything's going to go haywire. All hell's going to break loose here with the with with football. I just This sport, man. This sport's wild. All right. Let's get to some more uh, 49ers talk here at 888-957-9570 because I want to talk more about the setting the tone aspect of that game because that 18-play drive to start it out, that was a bone crusher. We'll get to that next. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. The red and gold came up huge on Monday Night Football. Garoppolo got it across. Niners Rams and getting you ready for Steph versus KD. Back to Curry. Curry fires away. Three ball. Only on 95.7 The Game. 95.7 The Game presents Jerry Rice Unplugged. It's just something about Bentley, man. You look like somebody. Oh, just say that. An in-depth conversation with the GOAT on all 95.7 The Game's social media. Jerry Rice Unplugged is presented by Golden State Lumber and Building Materials. Helping builders and contractors succeed since 1954. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Golden State. When you succeed, we succeed. 95.7 The Game is an equal opportunity employer, and we encourage local community organizations to refer qualified applicants to us. You can receive The Game and Odyssey job vacancy information by contacting Human Resources at 415-765-4011 or by emailing sfhr at odyssey.com. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses. Because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase. Shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. 
Eye exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid through November 28th. See associate for details. Join Outdoor Supply Hardware Sense of Purpose. Change Drive and help kiddos at Area Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Simply shop at Osh and round up your in-store purchase total to the nearest dollar. Your donation goes to the Greatest Need Fund at local CMN hospitals. Thank you. It's time to elevate your tailgate with Charles Woodson's Intercept Wines. Our wine is bold, fruit-flavored, and perfect for what you've got cooking. Our Cabernet is excellent with anything off your barbecue. Pair our Pinot Noir with grilled salmon. Try our Chardonnay with roasted chicken. and Intercept Red Blend? That one is perfect for those big, juicy burgers. Head to CWInterceptWine.com and enter promo code Bay Area to get 10% off and have Intercept delivered to your door. Please drink responsibly. Must be 21 years or older. Copyright 2021. Intercept Wines. Paso Robles, California. Make more holiday at Lowe's with an artificial Colorado spruce pre-lit Christmas tree. Was $198, now $169. And our everyday low price on Christmas lights starting at $298. Or your choice of select 7.5-foot inflatables for $39.98. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, Colorado spruce discount taken at time of purchase. Available on Lowe's.com everywhere. Valid 11-11 through 11-17. U.S. only. With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees, ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Dell Technologies' biggest business sale of the year has arrived. Step up your vision with Top Tech up to 50% off during their Black Friday event. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Plus, get incredible savings on Windows 11 PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping. There's also special financing with Dell Business Credit. Get started by contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Here's Matt Gay from 35. It's a fake. Hecker can throw and he does. Able to complete. Went to Kendall Blanton. And DJ Jones comes up. He wasn't fooled at all. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Incredibly athletic play by DJ Jones in the 49ers 31 to 13 win over the or excuse me 31 to 10 win over the LA Rams and you're probably getting into your car right now at 5:30 and the first time you're here on the show is back from the break and you're thinking why is this dude starting off with the fake field goal but I haven't really talked about that so far a lot of it's been Debo and the offense and just the way that they were cooking but the way that the uh, the Niners and the Rams both handled 
uh, that final drive there from the Rams in the uh, toward the end of the first half, where the 49ers are up 21 to seven. The Rams absolutely need a score. They got about five minutes. Uh, they got about what 5:24 left on the clock. They need a score just so they can go into the second half because the 49ers are going to be getting the ball back. You do not, under any circumstances, want to leave the score as is, which it was 21-7. to And they actually start moving the ball downfield. Matt Stafford starts making some nice throws. He gets the ball into the 49ers' territory. And then you get down to the... Uh, then, then you're at second and five. You got two minutes and 45 seconds left. And then Shanahan, even though he has three timeouts, is just letting the clock run out. Not even deciding to call a timeout. Not up to the point of the two-minute warning. And not past the two-minute warning. Just a very odd situation. Maybe, hey, we can get a stop here. Let's try and run the clock out. Let's see if we can get Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know, let's see if we can get him a minute left in the half so that we can possibly score even another time, make it even a 24-7 to game going into the half, and then we get the ball back. But instead, they let the clock run down, and then Sean McVay follows it up when they get to 4th and 8 with a fake field goal. Instead of taking the points. I understand trying to be aggressive, but that also, I think, shows that, because anytime teams do that, it's either one of two things. They're taking advantage of the other team and showing them that they're in your bag, or the opposite end, you're desperate and you need to make something happen. That shows me, that that fake field goal right there shows a sign of desperation from Sean McVay knowing he, he is in trouble. That's what that showed me. Instead of keeping calm, taking the points, let's try and let our defense get a stop on the, in the, on the other side in the second half on that opening possession, which they ended up doing. But he panicked and decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to try and go for it all, and we're going to try and get a touchdown. Just weird coaching decisions there toward the end of the first half. But other than that, Kyle Shanahan, that was a very entertaining first half. The second half... Not so much. A lot of it was just filled with punts. The 49ers were just running the football. Really, the most entertaining drive of that second half was the drive where the fourth and six ended up leading to the Debo Samuel touchdown. But that first half was full of entertainment, and the 49ers really set the tone. And I just want to play some Jimmy Ward sound for you. First off, Jimmy Ward starting off the game with the interception. Beckham back in there. Make it to Henderson. Stafford has time. All sorts of time. Deep shot, middle of the field. Beckham was nowhere close. It is Jimmy Ward. Welcome back, Jimmy Ward for the 49ers. Picks off Matthew Stafford. And then George Kittle would get the touchdown catch following that. The Rams would be back on the field. Tyler Higby would drop the pass. And then... Patrollers dropping and it's intercepted as Jimmy Ward again. Ward stays on his feet. End zone. Touchdown. ESPN gets the credit for both of those clips. Uh, clips. Shout out to Steve Levy on the call. But Jimmy Ward, after the game, talked about his feeling after the interception. And I thought Matt Barrows made a pretty funny point in his latest article for The Athletic. He says Jimmy Ward hadn't gotten an interception since the Obama administration. Here's what Jimmy Ward had to say after the game. Oh, it was great. Oh, man. 
feel great. I don't even have any words to say about it. I guess I can enjoy it for like 24 hours and then on to the next week. Uh, Jacksonville coming up, right? Play Jacksonville. Okay, Jacksonville coming up. So got to go on the road and get this win. And then he was asked about after the game with the post-game handshakes, and you saw Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan embrace. It wasn't anywhere near the Kyle Shanahan and uh, and and Matt Lafleur interaction with that uh, with that Packers game. But here's what Jimmy Ward said after about Sean McVay maybe uh, avoiding a handshake with him. Nah, he didn't look like he wanted to shake my hand. He was he was he was pissed. <laughs> It's like it's like the reaction that you have when you know you're with a girl and then maybe you run into the ex and you try to be a you try to be the nice guy, you try to be the gentleman and introduce yourself and then he's just standoffish. Nah. He didn't look like he wanted to shake my hand. He was he was he was pissed. <laughs> but those two interceptions set the tone, but not only did that, it was what happened in between those interceptions. It was that first drive for the 49ers, 18 plays, 93 yards. They took 11 minutes off the clock, and they were constantly repeating themselves on the Manning cast, talking about how that was the quickest first quarter in the history of the NFL just because the 49ers were constantly converting on third down, constantly running the ball, keeping the ball inbounds, by the way, because all of Jimmy Garoppolo's passes were in the middle of the field. None were outside the numbers, so the wide receivers, if they wanted a chance at all to get out of bounds, they'd have to do it themselves. Uh, but they were just constantly running the ball up their throat and down their throat and you know what down their gullet excuse me down their gullet is where i'm at but i'm i'm looking at that at that game and i really don't know again how sustainable it all is i don't know if rushing the ball 44 times is sustainable for the offensive line who had a really good game i thought in this one um I don't know how sustainable it is uh, for Elijah Mitchell to carry the ball 27 times a game because he only ended up having 95 yards, averaging 3.5 yards a tote. But I do see them mixing in Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel a lot more, keeping the unpredictability there because back in 2019, we always talk about Raheem Mostert and he was the number one guy toward the end of the season. But a big question that I always had on this pregame show during that 2019 season, and peep, it was a it was a constant week by week conversation, and it was a question I always asked because I'd be getting different answers. Um, but I was saying, do you want? The 49ers to stick with the running back by committee that they got going where they mix it in with different guys? Or do you want just Raheem Mostert to be the bell cow? And everyone was saying running back by committee because that's what works. And we haven't really seen too much of that lately. Trey Sermon, I don't know what's going on with Trey Sermon at all. He didn't even get a carry out of the 44. Seems like Kyle Shanahan realized, hey... Debo Samuel's our best player. Whatever carries we were going to give to Trey Sermon, we might as well give to him. It was good to see Jeff Wilson back out on the field, too. I really like Jeff Wilson just overall who he is as a running back because the way he runs, it's just so powerful and tough. And I I do think that, you know, even though he had 10 carries for 28 yards, I do think you're going to be seeing him in the red zone a little bit more uh, in the season as we're moving forward. But that was just a great game by the Niners last night. And if you're a 49er fan, let's just take away the big picture stuff. How big 
was that win for your psyche? Because Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky came rolling in here during the commercial break, and we're talking back and forth, and he was at the game last night, and he was just talking about how big that was just overall for him as a fan and for all the fans that were there at Levi Stadium. Because they hadn't gotten a win at home yet. They had that dud against Arizona playing their worst game of the week, which led to fans booing. And now it seems like the fans are kind of back with this team right now. Because if you would have lost that game, I think you would have just lost fans for the season. I think you would have. The only conversation we would have been having is possibly Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance. When does Trey Lance need to come in? I will say I did have that thought toward the end of the game when you know they're up big. It's and the and the and the Rams just kicked a field goal and you know you got what three minutes left, three forty eight. I'm thinking, I mean, you know. Bringing in Trey Lance, what's what's the worst that can happen? But in the end, they just you know they just ran the ball uh, for the for the rest of the drive. But right now, the conversation is: Can this team eventually? It's going to be: Can this team squeak their way into a wild card? And can they be that one team who tries to upset everybody? Like I think that's the conversation now. How big was that win for you, though? At triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero, just as a 49er fan, as your text and calls are rolling in, Kyle Shanahan spoke about that last loss to Arizona and saying it did play a factor into this game. I think we've taken a lot this year personally, so I wanted to say taking something personally is what leads to that, but we were very embarrassed about last week um, in every aspect, and um, you know, which we have been at a few things this year. Um, I don't know if that's what leads to that, but uh, we definitely played our, our best game all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 you know, I I don't know if the I don't know if they need a loss to spark the motivation, but it certainly helped them. That's for sure. From the where is it from the four one five? It's still F Trashahan. Okay, because they shouldn't even be in the situation they're in this season. It's all because of that clown Trashahan. <laughs> you could be you could be feeling that way. You could be feeling that way. That's fine. From the 510, 97 radio today. We'll, I'll be all high on the 49ers talking about wild card playoffs and beating the Jags. Then next week they lose. We'll see fans crying on the radio. Isn't that what the beautiful part about football is, though? <laughs> Isn't that the beautiful part about football? Think about the emotions that you've gone through for the first 10 weeks of the season. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, there's still. What, eight more of these things that we got to go through? I almost said seven. Almost said seven. I was that close. But now we got to go through eight more of these things following up with week 11. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know if I could take it anymore. For just for my my sanity and also for my security in my knowledge of football. Because as of right now, I am super insecure about my knowledge of football. I don't think I understand anything. At least when it comes to how good teams are. Because I, full disclosure, I thought the Rams were going to win this game. I thought the Rams were. Much like a lot of these teams, kind of like the Cowboys, for example, I thought they were due for a bounce-back spot. But it turns out they played just as bad as the, as the last week prior. <laughs> so so I, I just don't know in football anymore. I don't know. I didn't know what to make of this 49ers team. You know, prior to this week, haven't even been talking about them that much. Really haven't because I've been so focused on the Warriors. I ended up having, you know, uh, uh, I ended up having last Friday off and last Monday off, so I only had three days to talk. And I, I, I hadn't talked about this team too much. And really, 
I, I just didn't know what to make of it, but last night I think they I think they put the league on notice there uh, with Monday night with Monday night football. All right. Triple A nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number, and we do have a caller on the line. And you know how I do it; I screen these calls live on air. So, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. This is working Hello. out great. You all, you there? Hey, can you hear me? I, uh, my phone's breaking up. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Are you there? No. Oh, brutal. Some brutal stuff. Please call back. Just a brutal start to 5.51 in the morning. From the 408, it's funny because Niner fans are all the same that trash on their team when they're down and then praise them when they win. All 49er fans are unfaithful. I don't think all 49er fans are unfaithful. That's, that's a little too strong. That's a little too strong. From the 707, how happy do you think Jared Goff was to see the Rams' performance? Probably felt you know, tied up about it. <laughs> little joke about the tie against the Steelers. Ha! Got him. From the 415 SF, best dual receivers since Rice and Taylor. And let me get those uh, Debo Samuel stats for you real quick. But it looks like we got that caller back at 888-957-9570. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Sal from Richmond, man. Sal from Richmond. What's going on, bro? Uh, man, I just had a comment. Yeah, I think we needed that loss from Arizona, man. I think they needed that to wake up, to get them going. I mean, it proved today, Monday, they needed that win. They woke up. They were all in tune. They were all ready to go, and they needed that. I, I appreciate the phone call, Sal. And is that how you felt at AAA nine five seven nine five seven zero? As a fan, did you need that? Just did you need that for your psyche? Because it's fun to pay attention to an entire NFL season. For example, me being a Raider guy, I don't know how much there is to look forward to in the season, even though they're still in the uh, in the AFC race there. But also, they do not look good. They have not looked good these past two weeks, and they look like that team that's about to collapse like I've seen for pretty much my entire life. Uh, but the 49ers here, if you're on an upward trajectory at the end of the, at, at this point in the season... If there's any time to do it, it's now. It's now. The first half is gone. Throw those first nine weeks out of it. Throw them in the trash can. Throw them in the dumpster. Forget about them. Now you're moving on to an entirely new schedule in the back half of the season. New obstacles because you're going to have to be traveling a lot more than in this first half of the season. It's going to be a fun second half, I think, uh, if you're a 49er fan. And overall, if you're, just a, if you're just a football fan watching this team, because when they're running the ball 44 times and doing what they did, they're a lot of fun. And I promised when you, when you had the text there that you said this is the best duo since Rice and Taylor. Well, let's just focus on Debo for a second. Debo has, a, has 979 receiving yards. That's the second most by any player through nine games in 49ers history. That's second to Jerry Rice, who had 1,006. So just 27 yards more than him. He also has 517 yards after the catch. That's the most by any player through nine games since Percy Harvin in 2012. <laughs> so no, it's not just what you're seeing with your eyes on the field and thinking Debo's having a fantastic season. He's doing it 
just as well as anybody in the NFL right now and doing it in a variety of ways, putting him at running back. And that's what I liked most about that game yesterday. The first three plays of that 18-play drive were runs with Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, and Debo Samuel. And you were able to get a first down out of it, keeping them on their toes. And then following up to that, you were just getting the ball into Debo Samuel's hands and letting him work. Go to any of those pass charts. Go to anything for Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot was thrown down the middle of the field, and they just let their wide receivers eat. Debo Samuel's just so much fun to watch. He really is. Like outside of outside of quarterbacks, I, I mean, I really like watching Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is just a such a clean wide receiver in the way that he runs routes. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. But the way that Debo just catches these passes in the middle of the field with no regard for his own life, because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo learned under Tom Brady, right? Under Tom Brady, it wasn't just, hey, make sure you don't say anything at the podium ever. Always remain uh, always remain stagnant at the podium. Always remain neutral. Don't, don't say anything. Not only did Tom Brady teach him that, but Tom Brady also taught him, hey, if there's a guy with a little bit of room in the middle of the field and he's 10 yards away from you and you feel like you have a window, get it to him and let him work. And that's what Tom Brady would do with guys like Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and whoever. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing right now with Debo Samuel. And it's really a lot of fun to watch. But let's go to the callers here at Triple Eight Nine Five Seven Nine Five Seven Zero. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Eric from Oakland. Eric in Oakland. What's going on, Eric? How you doing, man? Man, I'm feeling a lot better this week than last week. Let me tell you that. Complete game offense, defense, <laughs> special teams. You know, Victory Monday. I mean, the only thing better that on a Monday morning is just some hot pancakes served yesterday. Did you see what Williams was doing to those defensive linemen? Yeah. Did you see Kittle absolutely bury Von Miller? I mean, bury. Well, Kyle, you know, I I will say this: Kyle Juszczyk helped him out a lot on that play. I think Kyle Juszczyk kind of, kind of, kind of chipped Von Miller in that situation. I know exactly what video you're talking about, Eric. But we got to give Juszczyk his props too for that play. But keep going. And absolutely, and then also the hit, the soccer style hip check by Hufanga. I think on Mm. the running back or their slot guy, he came up and you just let him know, "Hey, I'm here." On the third down, yeah. Yes, absolutely beautiful. You know, I'm I'm happy they won. I would have liked to see, you know, my man Trey Lance in there at the end. But a victory is a victory. I'm not going to complain. We can't be, uh, you know, uh, what, what I want to say. I'm just happy this morning, man. Go Niners. Let's see what they do next week. It's going to be challenging one week home, one week away, one week home, one week away. It's like a shuffling cards there. So we'll see how they respond. I hope they realize that they're better than they think they are. And, and maybe Shanahan is actually back in his playbook again, and or maybe he just knows that uh, you know uh, he's uh, uh, what's his face McVay's uh, daddy. <laughs> Appreciate the phone call, Eric. <laughs> oh, where was where was the text that I wanted to read here? Oh, where was it? Because there's actually a, there's a lot that are. Oh man, okay. Damn. From the 415, we forget when the Niners were losing how much they missed George Kittle. He absolutely is missed. It's it, I've gone 58 minutes in this show. 58 without talking about the buttception. That interception by Kwan Williams where he caught it in his undercarriage, essentially, 
I mean, that was negated by the P.I., but man, that would have been... I thought the butt fumble had a cousin. I thought the butt, I thought we had a butt interception. A buttception. You know, or like the brother... I mean, because the butt fumble is not really a good thing. So that's like the, you know, the estranged brother, I guess, of the buttception. We almost had a butt interception. <laughs> and where was that text here? Uh, from the... Uh, oh gosh, where are you at? Where are you at? Whatever it said, it's I forgot what number it was. I can't. I, there's so many that are rolling in, but uh, there was a text there that said that was the dumbest comment on live radio, saying that you needed the Arizona Cardinals loss uh, in, in this season because that put them out of contention in the NFC West. Saying that's the dumbest comment on live radio. Have you not listened to me on the pregame show since I've been here for the past two years? I've said plenty more dumb things than that. Trust me. Continue to listen, though, from 5 to 6 every Monday through Friday. But look, overall, I think it was just great for the morale of the team, the fans, everything. That Monday night football game, and you know, any football fan can relate. Getting that win against a division opponent, it just hits different. Especially when it's with your home crowd. It just, it hits different. So, yeah, it's going to be a day full of optimism today. Very excited to hear what Bonte Hill and Joe the Butcher Boy Shasky have to say on the Morning Roses. They're coming up. You got me and producer John Curley behind the glass. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining the fight. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.